Don't you just love it when your skincare glides on silky and smooth? Chances are that's due to silicons in the formula. Today we're going to get up to speed on silicons in K-beauty skincare. Welcome to the Korean Beauty Show, where we're talking all things Korean skincare, makeup and more. If you want to learn about the hottest trending products and ingredients straight from South Korea, then this is the podcast for you. Each week, we'll be diving in to take a look at the latest trends, as well as all the tips and tricks you need to perfect your K-beauty routine. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, professional K-beauty expert and founder of Korean beauty platform Style Story. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by Style Story. Get free domestic shipping all month in July with the code PODCAST on stylestory.com.au. Hello and welcome back. We are here for another week of fun exploring the world of Korean beauty on the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I hope you've had a great weekend. I hope you are gearing up for a great week ahead. And as always, I am so glad that you guys are choosing to spend some of your week with me. Thank you very much. Thank you to everyone that has recently left a review for the podcast. You know, I absolutely love it when you guys do leave reviews. Uh, there has been a review left on Pod Chaser that says, I love this podcast as Lauren is very informative about skincare in general, not just K-beauty. This is super helpful for me as I am an absolute beginner when it comes to skincare and I had no idea what I was doing. Now, thanks to this podcast, I have a better understanding of what my skin needs. Woohoo! That is exactly the news that I love to hear. So thank you so much for leaving the review. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. Uh, and guys, if you would also like to leave your review, I would love to have it. I would love to read it out. Uh, if you have like a blog or an Instagram related to skincare as well that you would like to share, please feel free to use that so that we can give you a shout out too. All right, on to the K-Beauty news headlines for this week. So the Ministry of Food and Drug Safety is pushing for improvements in the recyclability of cosmetics containers. They are introducing guidelines allowing consumers to directly divide cosmetics containers to help expand their recyclability. So these changes are all part of the ministry's preparations for the era of carbon neutrality in the wake of the 2021 Seoul Green Future Summit. Uh, the reports indicate that they are expecting a positive impact on the spread of eco-friendly consumption by recycling more than 100,000 tons of plastic every year. Currently, about 300,000 tons of recycled PET materials are produced every year, but most of them are recycled into low-cost industrial materials. Renewable plastics will improve the system so that they can be used for things like food containers, 
containers if they meet safety standards. So they are preparing guidelines for quality and safety management that will allow cosmetics containers to be recycled and refilled at customised cosmetics stores. The head of the ministry has stated that it's important that they revitalise the eco-friendly cosmetics industry. So those are some promising changes on the horizon for the recyclability of cosmetics containers. Uh, As always, I would love to know if you guys have any feedback on the latest news headlines. Uh, Whether you think that the industry is moving in the right direction, whether you think more would be done, let me know. Come and find me. I am at lauren.kbeauty on Instagram. Okay, so for today's episode, I wanted to have a chat to you guys about silicones. So on Instagram these days, and to be honest, everywhere on the internet, I just see a lot of fear-mongering, scare tactics, Uh, TikTok is another culprit, where particular ingredients are being demonized, people are making statements like, everything containing X is terrible, should be thrown out, should not be in the industry. And I just think it's really important then for us as consumers, as brands, as people in the industry, people who are interested in the industry, to take a look into some of these. Uh, and, you know, have a chat about, well, what are these ingredients? Um, Why are there concerns about them? Are those concerns warranted? Are they overblown? So that we can make informed choices, basically, as consumers uh, and as people that are putting cosmetic products on our faces. So this is one of those ingredients, silicones in general. There's a whole category of different ingredients that are, are silicones. So why don't we have a chat about that, about what they are, about how you'll identify them on your ingredients list and just you know, come to a conclusion about whether we should be using them or not. You know, some of the things that you might want to think about rather than, you know, buying into the hype or, you know, um, I guess writing off entire categories. So that's what I would like to do today. So obviously the word silicon, it sounds artificial. So is that a bad thing? Well, not necessarily. Um, I think we probably, well, maybe you don't know, silicons come from sand, which is known as silica, but they get turned into an artificial element through a chemical process that basically adds in other elements like oxygen, hydrogen, and carbon. So the raw ingredients start off natural, but they become artificial. But that, I don't think, means that we should be writing them off. And let's take a look then at some of the different types of silicones that you will find labelled on your skincare products. So if you flip over your product, you are unlikely to find silicon as an ingredient, but what you will probably find are things like methicone, silomethicone, dimethicone, phenyltrimethicone, and amodimethicone. So you will see that cone, C-O-N-E, on the end is uh, synonymous in many cases with the silicon in your cosmetic products. That's a pretty reliable way to find out if your product contains silicons. Have a look and see if there's a cone ending on one of them. 
So I think the role of silicones, both in K-beauty and skincare generally, is to form a protective barrier on the skin, one that feels thin and light. Basically, that's why you'll see them in formulas, particularly ones that are designed to smooth the pores. Uh, your skin, guys, doesn't actually absorb silicone. It's permeable, it's breathable, it's a barrier. Basically, it acts like a net, and that net carries your skincare's active ingredients whose molecules are smaller than the holes of the net so that the ingredients can be absorbed by your skin. So obviously, there are benefits to these ingredients. Otherwise, people and companies would not use them. So what are those benefits? Well, obviously the nature of silicones means that they can make your skin seem more radiant and even because they lay on top of lines and pores. And that makes them ideal for cream-based cosmetic skincare products like foundations, like primers and BB creams. The other benefit is that they can make your skincare more consistent in texture, and that improves its spreadability, and it can also boost water retention. So I'm going to take a look into silicones in various types of Korean makeup and skincare, but I thought it might be useful to note that there are different regulations of silicones in cosmetics all around the world. There are no regulations regarding dimethicone in the EU, US or Australia, but there are regulations around other silicones like cyclotetrasiloxane and cyclopentasiloxane in some markets. And the main concerns here are inhalation, so from spray type products, ingestion from lip type products and there are regulations around the limit of silicones that are allowed in cleansing products in Europe as well. So that's just a sort of FYI about how they're regulated and the various types of silicones that are regulated if you are interested in having a little more of a look in that. So basically silicones can come in pretty much all types of products that you would be familiar with. So why don't we run through some products that uh, contain them? So the Korean Food and Drug Administration looked into silicones a few years ago, and the biggest issue that they identified is that they don't biodegrade. So that is basically the KFDA stance on it. Uh, some brands claim to avoid all silicones in their products. Bajic is one of them that I can think of. But most of the other brands that you will know of and be familiar with will have silicones in their cleansers. For example, Skin Foods Black Sugar Scrub Foam in their primers like Etude House's Face Blur Primer. BB creams like Skin 79's BB Cream. Foundation like April Skin's Magic Snow Foundation. Cushions like Clio's Kill Cover. Wash off masks like Skin Foods Rice Mask Wash Off. Lip products like Laneige's Lip Sleeping Mask. Foundations, sunscreens, moisturizers. Cosrx's Advanced Nail Cream, guys, that has silicones in it. 
Uh, hair products like hair essences, Applebee's Booster Clinic hair essence, uh, they play an important function in waterproof cosmetics and hair care products that are designed to tame frizz. And similarly in color cosmetics, so our makeups, the siloxane types of silicones make the pigment and color last longer. So that's why you'll find them in a whole range of different products. And I think that's another reason why it's very hard to just rule out an entire category of product um, and say, I won't use them unless you really understand, well, why are they in the product in the first place? What are they doing? <laughs> um, you know, so should you be worried about silicones in your makeup and skincare. I think this is where it gets a little tricky because we need to remember how they work and that is first that silicone is a breathable and a permeable barrier like a net and second as a barrier silicon's molecules are too large to be absorbed by your skin. So while there are going to be, like with every ingredient out there pretty much, some people who report irritation, sensitivity and breakouts from products that contain them, that is not going to be everyone. And it's also possible that for some people, yep, they will cause an allergic reaction. I can think that that's pretty much the same for most skincare ingredients. There will be some people out there that will be allergic to them and other people that can use them every day, twice a day with no problem. That's just the nature of, you know, ingredients in general. So I think the issue is that if silicon residues are left on the skin or scalp, say maybe you didn't rinse them off properly, that can cause issues because it can disturb the skin's natural pH balance, it can block pores, and it can cause things like um, seborrheic dermatitis. But that's not to say that all silicons are bad, and it's not to say that everyone will get sensitivities, irritations, allergic reactions from using them. Um, it's, I think, important to remember that active ingredients in skincare products do need to be carried somehow, transported from product to the skin. Uh, and a popular alternative to silicones are botanical oils and waxes. And those feel heavier, stickier, and can also lead to clogged pores for acne-prone skin. So with any ingredients, uh, there's always going to be pluses and minuses. There's always going to be particular skin types that are better suited to them and are less suited to them. And I think that that is the same for silicones. So in a nutshell, if we are talking about silicones and you're trying to make, I guess, some choices as to whether you use them or don't use them, who would I recommend to use silicones? First, I think the most obvious category of people is people who really need to use primer. If your makeup slips around after a few hours, if it dries your skin out and causes flaking after you've applied it, then a makeup primer featuring silicones is going to assist. That is going to be a good idea for you. I think if you are looking for waterproof sunscreen or waterproof cosmetics, then products with silicones are going to be good for you because they, that's the kind of ability that they have. So 
for some people, waterproof sunscreen is a must if you're going swimming at the beach, if you're going swimming in a pool or something like that in summertime. You're going to want to make sure that your sunscreen stays on. That is obviously going to be preferable to a sunscreen that washes off immediately. The other class of people or group of people that I think are probably going to get good results from using silicones are people with oily and acne-prone skin. And that's because silicones will cause less acne than natural oils for people with oily skin. So as I mentioned, some of the alternatives like the botanical oils and the waxes, they're just heavier, they're stickier, and they will clog the skin more than using a silicon wood. So that makes sense for those people then to go, okay, that's the lesser of inverted commas two evils, so I'll use them. So I think obviously whether you use any particular skincare product uh, or ingredient is totally up to you. Um, whether you choose to use silicon-based products or not, that is a personal choice and totally a personal call. But I think it's important to understand the pros and cons why there is debate in the industry about a particular ingredient uh, and always as always I guess patch testing is going to be the best way to find out if a product works for you so way way back at the very beginning of this podcast somewhere around maybe episode three maybe four we talked about patch testing if you are new to patch testing I definitely recommend going all the way back in your podcast playlist, finding that episode and giving it a listen, uh, because that's a really, really important part in helping you make decisions about what's right for your skin or not. Uh, So guys, I hope that that was a little bit helpful in terms of you know, helping you to understand why these product, these ingredients are in skincare and makeup uh, in the first place and what some of the concerns or controversies are around them and then taking it that next step further and going, okay, well, am I one of those people that should be worried about that? Um, you know, that, that that's an important thing to do rather than just blanket writing off everything. And I think, you know, not understanding the science behind it, not understanding the arguments behind um, some of the um, controversies makes people, you know, more susceptible to, you know, like a TikToker going, ah, throw out everything that has this ingredient in it. If you don't understand why they're saying that, it can sound really, really scary. You're like, oh my God, that's artificial. Quick, throw it out. Um, But artificial and natural, uh, you know, it's just not as easy as that. Uh, And oftentimes with the inverted commas artificial ingredients, they are much better understood because they are much more researched uh, and have been tested for a lot longer than some of the uh, natural ingredients. So it's definitely not just as, uh, as simple as natural equals good and synthetic equals bad. That is way, way, way too simplistic when it comes to skincare ingredients. Uh, and that is definitely the case when it comes to silicones as well, in my opinion. So I'd love to know if you have learned anything new today. Um, if you have a problem with silicones, if you don't have a problem, come and find me on the gram at lauren.kbeauty. And let's have a chat. Let me know what you think. All right, that is all I have for you guys. If you liked today's episode, then don't forget to leave your review, share it on your social media, send it to a friend who you think might find it interesting. And until next time, I will see you on Star Story. 